Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to this episode of The Park for May, brought to you by Kingsbridge BCP. Kingsbridge's founder, Skip Williams, is a longtime listener of The Park for May and an avid F1 fan. But he also happens to be an expert in the field of business continuity. Now, we all know what the part for me is all about, right? We watch one and we talk about it. It's occasionally insightful. But what about business continuity? Business continuity plans, or BCP for short, are plans that your company would have in place to continue operations during incidents like fire, flood, power outages, cyber attacks. And trust me, the trying times we're currently going through right now, they have plans for that as well. If you're a small business owner, you know what I'm talking about. But even if you own a large global company, you know exactly the stresses situations like this can place on your business. Now, Skip and the awesome people at Kingsbridge BCP have put together a free edition of their planning software called Shield. Now, this software is intended to help you and your business be better prepared for the next incident that could impact your business, either directly or even through your supply chain. Hey, everybody likes free. This podcast is free. So do me a big favor. Go over to www.kingsbridgebcp.com forward slash TPF. Stands for the part from A. There you will see how you can make your planning more efficient and more complete and how Kingsbridge BCP can protect your business with the right business continuity plan. Now, on with the show. Steering wheel. Lots of steering wheel. Yeah. Steering wheel. And welcome back to the Park for May for podcast number 709, or what we're calling Seven Occupations. Yes, this is Todd, a.k.a. Negative Camber. You know I've asked you here. You must convince the villagers that I'm harmless. That's exactly what I need you to do. Tonight, for your kind consideration, we're going to be talking about the news of the week, including seven occupations that might suit Lewis Hamilton after he retires, of course, from driving. But all of this fun can only be spoken about when I introduce my guest, which of course means... That's right, I gotta go all the way to the right coast. This is my right, 
right coast of America, nestled in our nation's capital. She plays her skills as a master statistician. After 700 podcasts, you know who she is, the lovely, the redoubtable. Grace, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Todd, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I can't help but notice, once again, your awesome Park for May from Trevor uh, sign up there. You know, I yeah. have mine. I move my stupid head. Yeah, see? Well, the other one's on that wall. There, there it is. is. Yeah, there's mine. Yay. Trevor's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I was yeah. very impressed. And then it's fun because this one has like 8 million tracks around it. So then I had to try to figure out what all the tracks were without cheating. Yeah, yeah. And then there's that. something I'm like, oh, that looks, you know, that's always how I'm like, that squiggly line looks familiar. Yes, yes. So oh, boy. What are you imbibing for tonight's podcast? I'm um, having some wine. Um, Red wine from the recommendation of Paul Charsley, no less. Yeah. Oh, no. Again, I think this is from Imagery. This is their Tempranillo. Oh, okay. yeah. but, um, but very good. But I did want to ask you about your Kansas City Chiefs last night. What was uh-huh. that? Heart attack. Goodness. My gosh. I know. I had to tweet a picture of uh, uh, Derek Carr there brooding on the, on the bench. Yeah. That guy looked like he was just systematically removing the souls of every Chiefs player. <laughs> he was just yeah. like glaring. But oh, yeah. yeah, it's one of those things. Thankfully, when our defense doesn't show up, Patrick Mahomes does. That's yeah. right. That's right. That kid. He's yeah. pretty good, I hear. He's like Rossi. Yeah, he is. And then my yeah. daughter, my youngest daughter's favorite, which is Travis Kelsey. Who is a rock star? So there you go. And then this is the part of the show where you go, "Hey Grace, isn't your team Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> isn't I'm your team undefeated? Right? Now, right? <laughs> oh, they're doing pretty good, right? I was just going to ask right. you about the Steelers. There good. you go. Yeah, yeah. undefeated, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We've only lost one. You guys are undefeated. That's right. We'll see how Thursday goes. We're playing the Ravens, so that's always going to be. Uh, yeah, that'll be a tough one. One night in the house. So yeah, we get a tough schedule for the rest of the season, though. Yeah. So I don't know how my Chiefs are going to do, but uh, we'll see. So. I'm still living off the euphoria of last uh, Super Bowl. So. As you should, as you should for yeah. a long time. Again, oh I think yes. when the Steelers won their first one in my lifetime, right? Because the yeah, first yeah, four right. were not in, I was like two. I was around uh, for those. Okay. Right. Well, <laughs> in the seventies, I wasn't very old and not alive, but um, you know, it's great. It was great. I feel like, you know, I, I, I get, why people go nuts about soccer and that kind of stuff that you know yes. winning a super bowl was great i mean you were we were out it's freezing it's january we're in pittsburgh it's cold yeah and you're hugging strangers and people just run down the yes. street and it was great people were banging pots and pans it was a good time so it is it's great. i highly recommend it yeah it, it really is it's fantastic and it's because as a as a uh, young boy growing up i played i played football and basketball and you'll be happy to know that one of my in my football idols, one of the one of the guys, because I was a running back, and so one of the guys that was my idol back then was Franco Harris, right? right. Remember, right you know, you know, uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, sure. and Sweetness was too. Sweetness, uh, Walter Payton, mm-hmm. and in basketball, of course, it was originally Dr. J, and then who wasn't impacted by uh, Michael Jordan, right? So, sure. uh, great guys. So anyway, Stella. but uh, I used to see the thing is. I suffered through all those decades of mediocrity with the Chiefs. We would go, Grace, and set and freeze our butts off at Arrowhead Stadium just to see the Steelers come to town. Yeah. You know? well, so, right, I have two stories. One, one my favorite is this, is this clip is easily from 10 years ago, but it's some guy outside of Brown Stadium, you know, talking about how terrible the Browns are. And he goes, 
see you on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like yeah. I hate you guys. You just disappoint me. I sink all this money. See you on Sunday. See you on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then I, I feel your pain. The Steelers, um, my childhood was not a great time for the Steelers. So, um, yeah, yeah, I feel you. I, I yeah. Yeah, and it's the same. Sure. It's the same in the UK for football over there. You know, yeah, sure. Their clubs are so diehard fans, and uh, and they love it. You know, you you can't dynamite Paul. You know, from being a West Ham fan, so it's a uh, good fun. Yeah. So anyway, all right, we're going to talk about some Formula One now yeah. that everyone's skipped. For everyone listening, you got to skip what five minutes, whatever it is. Whatever we have, what, what four more races, five more races? Yeah, the season's almost over, and then all you get is this crap for the so, whole. So yeah, get 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 yeah. ready. We're just like warming you we're up, warming up, man. Little bits before it's like the whole show is just right. us talking about whatever. So That's right, I I still think we have to have the music podcast where we talk about music. Right, that's right, and then we have to have a podcast where we equate. Each driver to a movie star. See, now that's that's an intriguing one there. Hmm. All right. Uh huh. I'm to start. I'm gonna start thinking. I know immediately. You thought George one. Russell, David Nivens. <laughs> Why not? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, I, in Formula One news this week, um. You may recall that the Formula One website released a 23 race calendar, but not to be uh, not to stop there. And by the way, in my notes, hastily crafted, I am going to read my typos so all of us can have fun at home. Uh, so F1 CEO Chaz E. Carey, which is like the evil Captain Kirk, right. you know, he's Chase Carey with a goatee, so you can tell him apart. Right. You know? And he's like the digital Chase Carey. Chaz E. Carey. Chaz E. Carey yeah. says that the series could see up to 24 races in the next few years, given the strong desire by Loki. <laughs> I have no idea what I was trying to say in the notes. I was just typing fast. It was 6 a.m. Uh, by uh, uh, local. Uh, by promoters wishing to host an F1 race. Uh, let me right. save my notes there, okay? Uh, here's what he said. He said, quote, look, no. He said, looking beyond 2021, we continue to feel great about the excitement from locations. That's what I meant to say, locations to host F1 race. Right. Try this again in English, shall we? For those of you taking notes at home, he says there's a strong desire by locations to host an F1 race. And he said they feel great about the excitement from locations around the world in hosting F1. Many locations we raced at this year uh, express great interest in new races and other countries did. have stronger than ever interest. We expect to move to a 24 race calendar in the next few years and we'll probably rotate a few races so we'll be able to accommodate a few new partners. But they will be limited as long-term partnerships continue to be our priority. So now this is all interesting, saying that we may rotate a few of these one-off Right. Per year, but long term partnerships are what they're looking for, of course, because that's big money. Right. But he's, you know, it's interesting given that the teams have already shared a, tr a lot of concern right. about this 2021 23 race calendar already. Right. They're saying, hey, look, at this point, you know, we're going to have to have like a, B, a team, B team, you know? Right. Um, right. 
And there was wow. no announced replacement for the disaster that turned into the Vietnam Grand Prix. Now, I'm not trying to pick right. a scab here, but Vietnam was one of the first big achievements by right. Liberty Media. Remember that? Uh, yeah. They bought the series. We're dedicated to Europe. We're dedicated to the U.S. And the first That's darn kidding. thing we're going to do is sign up Vietnam. Well, apparently, you know, they did the deal with apparently a less than savory character whose legal issues right. have now sunk the race. And way to vet those promoters, everyone. I mean, I just think that, first of all, I love, I mean, this is a real skill. Chase Carey has opened every door and shut none of them, right? Yeah, right, right. Because basically the answer is if you have enough money, we'll come. We'll, right. we'll figure out some way. But it's like, we'll take short term or really into long term, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> We'll take right. it, you know. Um, Our bank routing number is yeah. 732. It's the second one on your check. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, I just think that he just found some way to like, I mean, that's his job, right? It I is. guess that, right? Yeah, that's it. But it's just job. a real skill that I don't really have. I just be like, do you have money? Then we will put you on the calendar, right? Because that is, is the long and short of that. But right. he really kind of crafted a narrative that made it sound he much sure faster, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we're really, that's why he is Chazzy Carey, man. That's right. He's, we're really into European races. But, you know, other countries, too, were interested in you as well. So, really, whatever. But, you know, we did this deal with a Vietnamese crime lord over here. Yes. And we're thinking that ought to pay dividends. Oh, my gosh. Oh, might yeah. get a loser. Maybe it was a VJ Malia recommendation. Ooh, yeah, that could have been. I don't know. I'm just, just saying. Yeah, just saying. Well, anyway, if Vietnam that. now needs a replacement... Let me, ask you, let me ask you this. Which race would you fill that gap with? Many I've seen mm -hmm. on the social meteors, uh, many of those would like one of the races that we visited this year, like Emila, sure. Portugal, or even Turkey. Turkey, right. Yeah, right. I, I, think, I don't think Turkey got a fair shake, right? So. Right, right. It uh, was a Grand Prix for a few years, then turned into a large car park yeah. for a rental car company. Correct. So I think I'm all for bringing Turkey back. And I think, yeah. you know... Um, uh, Portugal. I mean, that was really. Hmm. I think we could go back there as well. That was unfortunate, unfortunate timing, which nobody's really talked about how that. I don't know. Anyway, so and Emil is fine too. I mean, I, I I still call it San Marino, even though you know, yeah. uh, like, first thing Martin Brundle was like, it's not near San Marino. Stop calling it that. Well, like I'm sorry, sorry, sir. <laughs> it was only called that for like some chunk of our lifetime here so yeah it was um true. So I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry um so imola so i think so i think and, and yeah. it's always fun and it's um it's nice to have an, a new a new track on there and some tracks that have some character to them right that that we always want yeah for sure turkey did i thought em, emila does of course it's a it's a cool track yeah, so I thought Portugal was Portugal was fun too. Um, oh yeah, so I think uh, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. And but so, yeah, you're, yeah you're, let, if you're listening to the podcast, let us know which uh, race or track you'd like to see take the place of Vietnam. I'm kind of curious. And what, Russia, I'd like to take place of Russia too. In case you're new to this podcast, you don't know how much I really hate that race. Uh, we could replace <laughs> that one too while we're at it. I'd like to see a Vietnam take the place of Vietnam. Oh. <laughs> 
Darn. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's fun to have a new track every year, every couple of years. But I do think this is way too many races. Like at some point, these that's a bunch, isn't it? Humans, you know. I mean, yeah. and this is this happens in every sport. I mean, we were just talking about the NFL. I mean, the NFL goes through this all the time too. What if we just add on one more race? What or race? Yeah. yeah. What if we add on one more game? What about Tuesday nights? Like they're always trying to find ways to put it in there, and it's just like at some point you're not going to have the quality of the racing. You know, the product is going to degrade mm-hmm. because you're just going to have more more than people can do, right? Right. So, and how much duress can we put Total Wolf under? Get down. You know? That's right. That's, that's right. a lot of racing for him to go to. That's right. He's a father of a young boy, for crying out loud. He's, that's, that's right. He's got things to do. Well, Carrie said they were planning on a full racing season and program with fans in 2021, here's what he said. We have not only maintained, but strengthened the relationships with our promoters. Okay. We have completed renewals for next year on improved terms. We are planning for 2021 events with fans that provide an experience close to normal and expect our agreements to be honored. We will also look to bringing... We will also look to bringing time for go to bed. <laughs> we'll also, come on, Chaz. Gee, where's Chaz? Come on, tighten the language up, man. That's right. Uh, we on, will dude. also look to bringing the Paddock Club back to our events. Okay. We have great plans for the Paddock. I bet you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, which were deferred this year. Yes, they were. And expect to be a significant tri- contributor to our long-ter- long-term growth. I bet you do. Yeah, sure. With 5K a, a ticket yeah, a day. Right. Sponsor money, man. Uh, we have proven that we can safely travel and operate our races. And our promoters increasingly recognize the need to move forward and manage the virus. In fact... Many hosts actually want to use our event as a platform to show the world they are moving forward. Saudi Arabia. Jeddah. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I like how he, he says this as if, like, coronavirus coronavirus doesn't care, right? Like Coronavirus is scared of Chase Carey. I guess, but he's just like, well, we're going to open the paddock club. Uh, I'm I'm... I don't know. When's the first race scheduled for? End of March? March. April? Yeah. Right? Um, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure by then we'll be in a whole nother environment. Like, this will, this, we'll have to get through the winter in this country. Uh, you know, I, I just think that, of course, of course, again, his job is to put the best foot forward, to say what they want to do. But, yo, the virus may not work out this way. So that's great that you have plans for the Paddock Club, but it may not work. And in some countries, it may you may not be able to do it. But... Of course, he's got to say, like, we're good. Coronavirus. We're just going to have a regular year like we normally do. You know, it'll giving be the medals to the to the to the Rona. Good luck with that. I don't think that's how I don't think uh, that's how viruses work. Right. But um, giving the middle to the covid. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, it's but, interesting. There's a couple yeah. sentences here that I think are worth taking note. Okay. Now, I'm not one to start beavering away and parsing words and coming up with conspiracy theories. I don't think that's this. What? Isn't that our job? <laughs> sort of, yeah. But but this is important. Read between the lines here. We have completed renewals for next year on improved terms. Mm-hmm. Now, that's kind of interesting. 
he he said that they're going to be prepared for the unknown and the circumstances as circumstances require as you're talking about grace but stated confidently that it will prepare us to pick up where we were before the virus interruption all right so it's interesting in that the comment of completed renewal on improved terms this would suggest it was a reduced rate for the sanctioning fee but if that's the case it's a direct hit to top line revenue to f1 so he's basically saying tracks that are on the calendar for next year pony up because you're not getting a discount or or yeah is it the reverse am i reading it in uh, reverse of what he means so he okay. could either mean that he gave the tracks better terms in order to get the season going next year or this year he gave them the freebies next year it's improved terms for f1 because you go back to the normal sanctioning fees with fans right right Um, so it could be either side of that coin i don't know which one he's arguing here but nonetheless he's trying to like this is only temporary like someday this will end it will go back to pre-2020 and you'll have to pay all your money so yeah don't get too used to this Right. And he's saying that the Paddock Club, which is a massive uh, revenue yeah, generator for sure. Right. That's what they're looking at. Um, he's saying that they have proven they can travel and operate with with the COVID. And uh, and he's saying that hosts actually want to use this to show that they are they are moving forward uh, with life. Yeah, I mean, but. I- lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, you know, just because a country is necessary, just because somebody is ready to move forward doesn't mean that the virus is ready for you to move forward, right? Like, I, I, I think that one can be... Um, I think they just have to tread lightly, right? Because you're dealing with human lives here. And just because some uh, country is like, yeah, we don't, I mean, I think Russia, I'll I'll go with Russia as a safe example, right? Because um, Russia is like, we have no coronavirus. We've had no coronavirus. We're good. We have vaccine. We're great. There's no problems here. Are you going to have no fans? Are you going to have all fans at Russia? You're going to run Russia the way it's been? I know you didn't do that this year. I don't think, you know, you had more fans, right? So just, you know, I get it. Again, this is kind of what his job is, is to be that public-facing person. But I do think that there's a little more caution than just, Russia said it was fine. I mean, you're right there with Bernie. Like, well, I talked to my friends and Bahrain's fine. I don't know what all the big deal is, right? I think he's thinking, you know, look, they got uh, two recent announced of vaccines that are 95% effective or higher, you know. Um, You've got a lot of resources marshaled to deploy that um, Mm -hmm. worldwide. And... Yeah, to your point, we'll have to wait and see where we are. Yeah, so I, I get yeah. that he kind of has to put that out there, though. He can't. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not a very good headline, right? Like, 
Ch- Chaz E. Carey says very cautiously, <laughs> well, we'll have to see how it goes next year, right? Like that's not, right. that's not his job. That's not very catchy. That's not a good headline. And for sure he knows that, right? Like yeah. he's not an idiot no. and neither is Liberty Media. They know that they're going to have to kind of wait and see that that's going to be a part of it. Um, but at least they have a plan now. I mean, right, right. That's, that's what's different now at the end of the season as opposed to the beginning of the season is they've shown that, you know, if we, we test, we have, you know, bubbles, everybody uses hand sanitizer. Like we have a protocol for keeping people within their bubble safe and we can continue that into 2021 if we need to. Um, we'd like to bring fans in and by fans, we mean Paddock Club. Um, we'd like to bring them back because they bring in a lot of money. We don't care about you schlubs that sit in the stands. You don't, you know, you buy some concessions, you buy a couple of t-shirts. That's great. But um, we really need those Paddock Club people to come back. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think to your point, I think he's got a plan for as close to business as normal as possible. Mm-hmm. Sure, and that's what you, you know? want to aim for, right? Because you don't want to head into the next year uh, already trying to, you know, set yourself up to take another mm-hmm. 2020 hit, you know, financially. Sure. Um, yeah, it's on. You know, there. This is a bigger debate about you know the 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 cure being worse than the disease, and mm-hmm. and about you know, the, the devastating financial economic impact that it's having. Um, so, and I think, you know, as a, as a, as a CEO of Formula One properties, I think he's, mm-hmm. he's got a position at this to move forward. I think just like everything else, right. It's a trade-off, right. It's not either, or it's not, um, you know, the economy dies or people die, right. Like you, you have to find some balance between all these different components that are being affected by coronavirus. And so that's what they're also having to weigh that Mm. they have to find a way to continue to make a profit and yet not put people at risk. Right. And so how do you balance those things um, and find some happy medium so that, cause that's the last thing you would want. Um, I mean, you had, you've had small outbreaks of COVID um, cause I think, you know, like Mercedes had a couple couple crew people right 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 you know and then lance stroll like so there's the you know the kind of people we know about but out of x number of people a small number of people got coronavirus and so that's good build on that but it's not it's not just an either or either right it's not either we go back to you know living like it's before 2020 or we all just locked in and we don't do anything and we all just you know yeah um, but yeah and i agree with you i agree with you it's it's not a it's not a light switch thing I guess that's what I've been arguing since the beginning. There's there's a more elegant solution than this carpet bombing approach that we're doing um, in my mind. And I think that that's kind of what they're planning for, you know, um, and coming up with a, a better way to manage having fans there or at least to your point, manage having Paddock Club there. Um, given the circumstances and, and what that looks like, you know, if, if, um, if by March, you know, you've got significant amount of the population, uh, you know, vaccines accessible to them and those kind of things, you know, maybe that's, that's good. Um, depends on what the numbers are and, Uh uh, you know, there's just a lot of details behind that, but I think in his point, you got a plan to move forward. And I think that's what he's doing. Yeah. I just don't think it means, um, we're not also keeping these things in mind, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think you, right. I think you got to do both. Um, so, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, because, and I'm kind of curious because on one side of this, if you are a race promoter, um, let's say that you're the promoter for, for the Italian Grand Prix or Belgium or, mm-hmm. or Silverson, something that is a long-term partner. Sure. 
And let's say that in 2020, just to to race, that there was concessions made on the sanctioned fees because you weren't going to generate revenue because there's no fans there, right. yada, yada, yada. And Chase is telling you, next year, 2021, we're planning on a full calendar. Okay, right. so go ahead and send that $20 million check for sanctioning yeah. fee. We're all planning on it. Okay, right. before I do that, I'd want some sort of verbiage, and I'm sure they do, mm-hmm. that if it ends up that we don't have this, right. then I want the freebie deal we had in 2020, and we'll have to right. work that out, right? So I'm sure all those contingents are taken into account, and I'm sure they, they've had this. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. All right. So speaking of uh, years, 2021, now we're talking about 2022. Okay. We're talking about the rule changes. I wrote this editorial this week. It was uh, uh, based on a article uh, at Old Toes Bolt. Um, and I wrote this editorial called Entertainment versus Engineering versus, I don't know, DNA versus Emotional Favorites, I think. And um, we were having an interesting conversation over at the website uh, in the comment section of this. Uh, that's a good conversation about that pendulum that we've talked about in the past, Grace, where it's either entertainment or engineering and how that pendulum has swung all the way over to the engineering side, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and where's that happy medium, right? Right. And so I, I, I on, the, on the hills of that soliloquy that I offered, um, there was a new story that caught my eye uh, over at Autosport today in which Max Verstappen responded to Total Wolf's comment. Toto said that the rules changes, the regulation changes for 2022, were intended to slow Mercedes down after securing all 14 titles in the last seven, seven years, right? Okay. And the Red Bull driver, Max Verstappen, didn't agree with that. Max said this. No, I think the I think those rules are just the result of new owners listening to teams and drivers. They hear that it's really difficult to overtake and that we want more close racing. You can see the current issues at Imola, for example. He says Valtteri drove around with a car that was three to four tenths slower because of the damage, but I couldn't get past him. Even though I was much faster, you could see that once I did get past him, we have to find a solution for that. Um it's interesting, um, Max, he said this, he, he went on to say this, he said, we need the racing in F1 to be more exciting and drivers to be able to follow other cars more closely and not that qualifying is the deciding factor during a race weekend as it is right now. Mm-hmm. He said that, take a look at MotoGP Championship, for example. Even if you qualify 10th, you can still win the race. That hardly happens in Formula One just because it's so difficult to follow other cars at most of our circuits. I think that's why the new regulations are coming in for 2022 onwards. And whether those new rules will slow Mercedes down or not, you can't even say that at this moment, right? Now, I happen to agree with him 100%. Now, there's a couple of reasons that I agree with that. Before I get to that, Grace, I do want to bring up this interesting fact to me. Mm -hmm. I find it interesting now that... This isn't the only F1 driver that's used MotoGP as an example. And mm-hmm. in, in, instead of there's all these other racing series they could use as an right. example of how they're getting it right mm-hmm. with engineering versus entertainment. And they don't. They use MotoGP. That would tell me that right now, globally, MotoGP is producing some of the best racing out there. 
So I will say, so MotoGP just wrapped up its season on Sunday, right? And so, you know, and they do the same thing in Formula One. Like at the end of the season, they show like highlights and so they show a, a bit from each race. And MotoGP has races that aren't exciting, just like sure. Formula One does, right? And some races are really exciting. But this year has been so crazy. And then with Mark Marquez, his injury and then not being in it, like hands down, you know, I was talking to Tom about that, Tom Firth about that, like, who don't tell Lewis Hamilton, but apparently what makes a season really interesting is for your Mark Marquez to be injured and not be in all season. Right. That's really right. made it an interesting season for all the other riders. Um, but that, that like five minute clip they did at the end felt very genuine. Like, yeah. you know, like we talked to drive to survive and we're like, Oh yeah. Ha ha ha. You know, I, I, were we watching the same Baku that they were right? Like cause <laughs> right. they try to make these races that were nothing really exciting. Right. And so that's that same little five minute highlight does the same thing. You're like, oh, nice try that you tried to make this really boring thing really exciting. But it honestly was all very exciting this year. Yeah. Um, and I think you had some of that in Formula One too. Again, because you just had unknowns. You had weird. You had new tracks. People. Right. You know, um, two day week. You know, two day weekends. You know, all these kind of X factors that we don't normally have in a year. Right. Um, that made MotoGP even even better of a series. But I I do wonder. I mean, I don't know that you can ever replicate with four wheels what you can on two wheels i mean watching a motorcycle is just so much more visceral you can just it's yeah. easier i think I, i've yeah. said this before too if somebody said to me i'd like to watch some motorsports grace where should I start motor gp because you can see it it's so visual you can see the lean angles you can really um see how they take turns differently or you can see how um you know if you come in and you can over you know you pass somebody but you then overshot the current turn and yeah. went wide and you can see those lines it's much harder to see that in a car, although the same thing happens, right? Like you're really setting up the exit is really setting up the next turn, right? Like you're yeah. always kind of thinking a turn ahead. Cause you're always, that's how you're setting your race up. That's harder to see in a car in any kind of car, whether it's endurance racing or NASCAR no, or, or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, to see that in a car and, and how you can, it's easier to see that on a bike. Yeah. So I think there's that part of it that always will be um, motorcycles will have over, over cars. But I do I think, have a I have a great post of the week that speaks exactly to this point. So, uh, yeah, it'll be okay. it'll be good when we get there. I didn't read that part of the notes, clearly. Uh, I just read the question to make sure that it wasn't something that I needed to do research on because that's right. happened to me a couple of times. Like, oh, right. I thought about that. I might have had an answer. But right. um, so I think there is some part to that. But I do think also that, you know, I, I often said that MotoGP has really handled the um, – you know, the independent teams, as they call them, like the B teams, the Torosos, you know, they yeah. found a way to have both a primary and an a factory and an independent team and how they have separate championships where they all compete together. But if you compete too, you know, if you become too competitive, then you have to become a primary team instead of an independent team. Like they figured out how to kind of do the custom car thing, which right. I think Formula One could learn from. I, th I don't think that's so much about the like visuals of the racing, but I do think Max's point, I... Total Wolf has a point. If you're the guy that's winning all the time and they change the rules, of course you see it as yeah. it, it's, uh, you know, it's because of me. I'm so, I'm Usain Bolt. I'm so great. None of you can catch me. So you change the rules. So of course I, Usain Bolt, uh, think that you change the rules because I'm so great. Of right. course that's Total Wolf's perspective. Well, it is. But in my editorial, I argue that it, it, it isn't. Oh, okay. It isn't. Uh, and I argue because the FIA left it you ask for miracles, I give you the FIA. Right. Um, they left it way too long to change the regulations. Oh, and well, as such, we've had a seven-year domination for Mercedes. Yeah. 
Now, before you get all sensitive about that, folks, the FIA did actually change the regulations to thwart Ferrari and Red Bull to end their four-year domination of the sport, respectively. But Mercedes, Jean Tot failed to make a move that might upset the German car maker. Mm -hmm. And he didn't want to do that. And we have left these regulations for seven years. Yeah. That's really long time, you know, and uh, considering Ferrari had four years of domination, everybody's on stop and watch Formula One. Michael Schumacher wins it every weekend. I'm done watching. Same yeah. thing. Sebastian Vettel wins every weekend. I'm done. He can't win from Leslie's on pole. I'm, not, I'm stopping watching. He heard this all the time for four years. They were just at the end of the rope. You know, for crying out loud, what are we going to do? This domination has just killed Formula. And now, magically, we have seven years of domination. And everybody's like, this is great. It's like, it's not great. Right. It's really bad for Formula One. And and that's what I argue in the editorial. So feel free to go over and read that and engage. We're having some good conversation on that. But um, so, no, I do not think the regulation changes are meant to stop Mercedes, because if they were serious about stopping Mercedes, they would have put the brakes on four years, uh, three years ago, like they did with Ferrari and Red Bull, I might add. Um, All right. This just in. So, according to the Times, that would be a paper in the UK, Lewis Hamilton will be on the Queen's New Year's honors list, which will make him known formally as Sir Lewis Hamilton in the name of St. Michael, St. George, in the name of God, St. Michael, St. George. Rise, Sir Lewis Hamilton. He's already got an MBE, uh, right. which is the member of the most excellent order of the British Empire um, after his achievement in 2008. So he has an MBE, but this would be a, a knighthood. Uh-huh. Um, and get this, the prime mover behind getting him on that list in sort of short notice uh-huh. apparently is none other than the UK's favorite punching bag, Boris Johnson who is understood facilitated this accolade. So the queen doesn't watch Formula One, apparently. Well, no. Why was she? Well, it's boring. Know. Mercedes wins everything. <laughs> <laughs> See how I did that? Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if George was doing better, maybe she'd watch. <laughs> yeah. So it was on, I saw somebody posted on Twitter. I watched this season of The Crown. It was just not good. And... So uh, there was a there was a British comedian that summed up the entire season, new season of The Crown, mm-hmm. doing all these different roles. If you find it, I can't remember the guy's name, okay. but it's hilarious. His impersonation of Charles is really good. So oh. anyway, um, okay. so that's good. And uh, now, now Lewis will be on par with his contemporary, contemporaries. Mm-hmm. You may know like Sir Mo Farah, right? Sir Andy Murray. Mm-hmm. And Sir Alistair Cook. Mm-hmm. And while that's terrific, I'm still asking, maybe they should have just started with John Surtees. Okay. Is it me? I, you know, they're, they're, why John Surtees is not knighted, I don't know. Or if he's been Call. knighted and I missed the news, I don't know. It must, be like, it, might, it must be like one of those 
like he really ticked off the queen or somebody years ago or come to find out he's like a commie he's a closet communist that nobody wants to knight or i don't know it's uh it's weird i don't know call boris johnson i don't know yeah yeah johnson's just call boris you know he's making it happen getting it yeah. done there you go i was hoping to be on the queen's honors list um, i don't think you can be on the queen's honors list you know I don't know why, after all the tourism, I've drummed up for Kent, you know? <laughs> yes, um, the thriving metropolis of Kent. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. You know, she should be thanking me for that, but all right. Well, regardless, I bet okay. this I bet this kid from Accountant Steven, Stevenage never right. thought he'd be knighted. Huh? No, right? So, so good for him. That's super cool. That is cool. Right on, man. Good for Lewis. That is good. And okay. I'd make everybody like Martin Brundle, like when you're doing the post race interview, Martin Brundle's like, Oh, Lewis, I have a question for you. I believe that's Sir Lewis. Sir Lewis. <laughs> Mr. Brundle. Right. Like right. I totally uh I would play that up. Right. Lewis won't because he's nice. Oh, like, yeah, hey. he won't do that. But I would. you know, especially my family. Like at Thanksgiving. Like yeah. uh 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 who was that? That's right. Sir Lewis, could you pass me the mashed potatoes? Right. Oh, yes, ah, that's right. Yeah. Sir Lewis. Yeah. Yes. Right. Maybe just my family, yes. I'd make them do it. Maybe not people in the public. I can kind of right. be humble about that. Right. I don't know. You know, he's going to, you know, what's he got like 21 million Instagram followers or something like that? Yeah, you know. So, you know, everybody call me sir. That's right. Yes. I like it. So, Sir S. Sir L.H., right? The. SLH yes. club, right? <laughs> Team Sir LH. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes. So anyway. Sir Blessed. Yeah. Sir Blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Night Blessed. I don't know. Right. I like I'm it. In. All right. So anyway, all right. So I thought it would be fun. So Lewis wants to make an impact. We know that. He said that. Lewis said that he's looking for a long-term contract that extends beyond just driving the car. But when he stops driving, he wants a long-term contract with some Mercedes. And, and that he suggested a lot of things. He, mm -hmm. he, uh, he said there's a lot of things he can do with this long-term contract driving and then retiring and still working for Mercedes uh, like in regards to their uh, electric cars. Right? And diversity, right? Yep. That's what he said. So in honor of his seven titles, okay. I thought it would be fun for you and I to make a list of seven things we think Lewis could do when he retires from F1 to make an impact. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch 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 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'll go and then you go and okay. we'll go back and forth. Okay. All right. All right. So here we go. In no particular order, mind you. Okay. All right. Number one for me, I'm calling this pay it forward. Okay. I think Lewis, who is all about fashion, could start a pay it forward company like Tom's Shoes, but with stylish Nomex racing suit for kids. And for every suit bought, one suit would be sent to a kid who can't afford a racing suit, but is trying to make a career in racing like Lewis. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So I think, so I mind you, before we did the podcast, I came up with a long list. Not all that necessarily make an impact, but some of them were just for my own amusement. And then I got <laughs> fucking involved. So some of them were just for his own amusement as well. So fair enough. Um, you know, because I tried to, I tried to like think of like what would be fun careers for Lewis to have. Right. So I'm going to go, I think the first one I'm going to go with where he could make an impact is as a Pirelli tire consultant, because he seems to talk <laughs> a lot about them tires on that radio. Uh-huh. And as long as they also hire Bono, it'll be the same. I think it's perfect. So Pirelli, I, I think he could work at like one of the local tire centers where you walk in <laughs> and there's Lewis talking. Yes. You know, it's like Pirelli Day at Auto Tire or whatever, right, you know. Right. And you go in and you're like, oh, I got to get a new set of tires for my wife's car. And they're like, that's right. Are you Lewis Hamilton? Hey, I'm here. To t- I'm Sir Lewis Hamilton, by the way. And right. I'm here to talk about Pirelli. I get that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I like it. So I'm going to go with, yeah, Pirelli Tire. All right. Now, this one's old hat. Everyone knows that he's talked about this in the past, but I say double down and do it. Damn it. I say he becomes a recording artist. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what happened to Lewis's music career, but I think he could touch the hearts of millions with a new career as an R&B megastar like Marvin Gaye or Al Green, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe R&B isn't his thing. Okay, that's fine. If it's not, I'd recommend something like Delta Blues, like Lonnie Johnson. Perhaps I'm a huge Sun House fan, so maybe okay. Sun House. If Lewis can dust off his bottleneck blues chops, you know, it would be <laughs> right, good. Right, sure. You know? I think he could just, you know, go around peddling the lost blues, you know. Yeah. Uh, who's that right? John the Revelator. Come on, man. So anyway, yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's my second one. What okay. do you got? I like that. I think for my second one, I'm going to go with a thought leader at McLaren. So oh, other little square building that he yes. hasn't been in yet. He's always in the round building when he right, was there. Right, right. So now we're going to put him in the, the, the rectangle building with the thought nice, leaders. Nice, with the thought leaders. So you're going to have I every like job. That. Thank you. I like having his little glass office. It just says <laughs> Sir Lewis Hamilton thought leader. I really, you know, and... I I have a real hate hate relationship with these made up titles like thought leader like uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a joke right but to me you know um, especially being a, a you know the feds that people are always trying to butter us up for money because people know like oh if I get a federal contract that means guaranteed money right and so they come in with these things like I'm a thought leader and they just you know throw the word salad word salad at you and I'm like. Right. So what does that mean? What are you actually going to do? Right. Nothing. So please, why do I have to keep coming to these meetings? And so you have to sit in those meetings and listen and talk about their media-rich, robust, collaborative technology? All you did was draw some squares on a board and some arrows. Well, I can do that. <laughs> Great. Right. right. So thought leader. thought leader. Thought leader at McLaren. I'm loving it. Okay. I love it. You see, you know, you could see uh, Zach hustle down to, yeah. hey, Lewis, uh, what do you think we ought to do here? Yeah. Hmm, this is what I'd do. 
And, and any calls you get from Ron Dennis, just go straight to Lewis, Sir Lewis. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Sir, we have Ron Dennis on line four. Nice, Ron. Yeah. There's some, there's some guy named Ron. He'd like yeah. to speak with you. Yeah. He said you owe him a lot because he started your career. Should, should I tell him that you're in a meeting? Yeah. Tell him I'm busy. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So my next one. Okay is a brand new racing series. I think Lewis could create a new karting uh-huh. series that he and his father could run and, and seek out serious sponsorship and funding, giving all his connections mm-hmm. to the biggest names in motorsport. Then that it, it would be created to assist kids from underserved neighborhoods. Imagine having Lewis as your race director and mentor as you climb off that couch in Stevenage and into a cart and you... You probably couldn't afford that, but you could now with Lewis and Anthony. And Lewis could create a path for those kids to a junior series to feed F1. Also, would there would there be a better driving coach than Lewis for these kids? I doubt it. No. There no, you go. Not. Brand new. It's, you know, it's Team LH Carding. <laughs> That's right. Team Sir LH. Team Sir LH Carding. <laughs> I like right. it. Right. Like JYS, like you just even have three yeah. letters now, right? Yeah. So just LH, right? Um, although I guess Jackie Sue actually would get four letters then if we went with this theory. <laughs> right. So I'm going to go, I don't know, this one I just found, again, for my own personal amusement, unless uh, making an impact. But I think you should go way back to his roots and go back to RC car racing because I think <laughs> that would be the most fun it would be like Michael Jordan showing up at your pickup your your pickup basketball game down at the rec league center, right? <laughs> right? And you know Michael Jordan would still be playing it like it's actual like professional yeah. basketball, right? We're all staying here till I win horse. Yeah. That is how I want Lewis Hamilton be with RC car racing with a bunch That's of things like he was, right? So I'm all for him staying in racing, but just with remote control cars. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Excellent idea. Oh, boy. Um, My next one I had as an ambassador. Now, I know Lewis is keen to work with with um, who does he want to work with? Oh, Mercedes on their uh, electric cars. And and I know he wants to work with them on their electric cars and use the brand to promote equity. But I think he would be better suited as an ambassador for the sport, for the FIA, working with their road safety and sustainability of work around the world. The FIA has a global platform, and Lewis would be a good representative for them in the UN, as well as these important social causes around the world and all attached to mobility, which was the vehicle that drives his success and his wealth in motorsport, right? So as he looks at Mercedes, that's one thing as a manufacturer of cars. But the FIA is a global movement with lots of different areas that it works in these emerging markets and road safety and mobility and all these sort of things. And I think he could make a bigger impact working for the FIA than he would Mercedes. So it's more realistic one. Yeah, I think so. And I think it could actually help the sport, right? Because I think often the perspective that's missing from a recent driver, right? I think that's often you get, um, you know, former drivers, but, you you know, getting somebody in there that's actually in the car and you can get that perspective, um, you know, in addition to the engineering perspective that you often get. So that'd exactly. be great. I'm all for there that. All right. All right. What do you got? 
Mm, there's so many, so many on here. Let's see. You're going to say permanent racing steward, and I would say yes. <laughs> it wasn't. That's actually not on my list, but that's actually would be a very good profession. I'm telling you. Yes, it I would. Think, I think that would be good. And he already knows how to call Michael, so he does. Pretty fast friends. It's fine. Yeah. I'm on the phone. I'll, I can do this. Yes, that's it. Uh huh. See. That. Didn't even make it on there, but. Mm. What did make it on my list was an opera expert extra. Nice. I, I don't love know it. that he actually could sing opera, but we all know that he can Doesn't fly matter. in from far away. So yes. he could be an yes. extra in any opera that involves uh, flying in or Peter Pan. That was the other one too, right? Like it, anything Pan, that requires right? flying over the crowd onto the stage. He's, he's ready with that awkward stumble onto the stage as he touches. Yeah. Because I can't believe nobody brought that up. I mean, of course they didn't bring it up, but you know, we were in Turkey. I really wanted somebody yeah, like somebody had to bring come on, that up. Simon, you're not going to get that dig in somewhere. Like come nobody. On. Ted, I was really, I really thought Ted Kravitz might bring it up. No, nothing. Nobody's uh, going to mention that. It, it was, was a, a shame, great, man. great missed opportunity. Great it was a high watermark of his career. Yeah. So an great. extra in the opera I saw as a future career for him. I love it. All right. My next one is a motivational speaker. Mm. I think yes, Lewis I think could be good at that. Yeah. I think Lewis could use technology similar to like what Tony Robbins recently did with his massive zoom call and become a motivational speaker. He could talk about how motorsport can improve business, how it could improve fashion, uh, how much more even on a personal level, like seven steps of a truly great champion, you know, right. he could be like the Stephen Covey of motorsport. Right. <laughs> So, and then, you know, he could go on about those seven steps and how it took him from living in a van down by the river to right. becoming Sir Lewis Hamilton. Right. There you go. Motivational you go. speaker, Sir Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> I did, I'm not so far off, though. I did have him as a life coach. I think he would make a very good life coach. I know what you're thinking. He would go, <laughs> <laughs> okay that would also be funny to see him do the you know do the bat foley yeah, yeah, yeah that would be great i'd love to see yeah. that but uh yeah i think you know life coach when you want life coach. The coach right yeah. he's always very positive you can do things believe in your dreams yeah. whatever you want don't let people tell you that you suck you can do it life coach i think lewis hamilton's already well in in versed in the world of life coaching we go. just make that official life coach sir All lewis right. hamilton i like it I like that one. Okay. My next one is he could learn to code. <laughs> ah, no. Yeah. You know, that was all the rage back in the day when people were losing their jobs and yes. the media were suggesting that coal miners could just learn to code. And then when all the, all the newspapers started to closing down, everyone told the journalists they could just learn to learn code. To code. And, and that was kind of a bad karma moment. Yes. Back. Uh, but in Lewis's case, I'm not literally talking about him learning code. I'm talking about working with one of the top esports sim racing developers mm -hmm. as a consultant and online driver coach. He, because racing against Lewis would be a huge draw in the esports world. Just ask those uh, RC car racers. Exactly, and he could go to these large esport arenas yeah. and do talks and tour the world, bringing more people into racing through esports. Right. So there you go. Yeah, I think so. I still wouldn't sit around and watch him play a video game, but, you know, fair enough. A lot of people would. Yeah. Yeah. You learn a lot that way. Yeah. Do you? 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, because, you know, they do the, like, I think you can really learn a track, right? And they're a little more able yeah. to yeah, talk sure. through it then. You know, it's kind of like how they do the one lap and they can talk through it. But, you know, yeah, you, can, yeah. you can watch somebody do a course and you can kind of get the sense of, like, oh, I see. You take, you know, the chicane this way or you went that way and you, you can see right. it. Right. That's what I mean by you can True. learn something by yeah. gotcha. watching a professional on a sim as opposed to I just sit here and watch seven hours of Twitch and now I'm trying to tell you you learn something. But Yeah, I'm with you now. You know, right? You can really see how a professional takes a track. Yes. Yeah, makes sense. Instead All of just right. the what one lap. Um, let's see. How many do we have? How many have we done so far? I have two left, so you have two left. All right. All right. All right. I think I'm going to go with the uh, the Synergy Consultant for Liberty Media. Nice. I like the Synergy Consultant. That's right. Synergy <laughs> Consultant. Synergy Consultant. Do I know what that is? No. I, nobody does. But he makes good synergy, so we're going to keep him on the payroll. It's good. I like. I'm Lewis Hamilton, the synergy coach. That's right. Sir Lewis Hamilton, the synergy coach. That's good. That's right. Him so and Chaz. His Chaz E. Carey. That's so right. I have synergy. one left, and then I have a bonus occupation. Okay. Uh, so the one left is this. Do what they always do. Or he could just simply retire, become a Mercedes ambassador, doing track experience events, and possibly manage a few young drivers. That's what they all do. Right. That's right. <laughs> so just do what Mika does and everybody else does when they retire. Right. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So what's your last one? I'm going to go with my last one. I'm going to go with the guy who drives the van around and picks up all the electric scooters that people just leave all over the place in the city. Oh, that's awesome. You can do it at every city, any city. I love Pick up all those damn scooters off the sidewalk. Pick up all the scooters off the sidewalk, put them in the van. I like it. He is he's intimately aware of the the how you use an electric scooter, how best to like throw them in the back of the van, all that kind of stuff. The van guy. Right. I thought you were gonna say like um Jimmy John's delivery guy. So so, <laughs> so fast you'll freak. Right, yeah. right. On the electric scooters. No, I think I think he's he's gonna go pick he's he right. owes it to the electric scooter community. Right. Help him up. Or as I say, sub so freak you'll fast. <laughs> See. See how that is a play. Yeah. yeah. Here's a bonus occupation okay. suggestion. Do whatever Nico Rosberg isn't doing, because that that's guy. getting a little strange and desperate sounding on his that part. That guy is everywhere. <laughs> he needs to bring it down a notch. Yeah. Oh gosh, he's everywhere. I did, I did think, I did consider virtual fan. That was one of the careers <laughs> I considered, right? Um, yeah. I like it. I also thought uh, I, I thought watch salesmen seemed pretty timely. As an yeah, I like that one. Right? Like, I thought about that one too. <laughs> I thought that would yeah. be good. Um, I think a dog walker would also be a good job for him, right? Or well, yeah, because he's got dog chops, right? Right, right, and he's now got Rock on a vegan dog diet, which I still uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I tell uh, my cats all the time because cats try to eat everything just like dogs do. And sure. I'm like, your teeth don't do that. Stop trying to eat my salad. Like, you don't have teeth for that. Knock it off. Like, Your teeth are made from ripping meat from the bone. That's right. what that's for. Not not trying to steal my french fries. Your teeth yeah. don't do that, right? right. Uh, so uh, I go eat something else. So I don't know. But, yeah, dog walker. Um, oh, a, a Fast and Furious actor I thought would be a great Ooh, job. Oh, that's a good right? one. Like that one. You know, they've got a few births in the series now. Why not add another yeah. one? I thought that would be that would be a good one. And then I also thought, I mean, 
you know, I remember both Giancarlo Fisichella when he he was the uh, made pizzas. Like that was his thing for a while. Like he uh, did. He do I don't remember if it was in retirement. I just remember that was an ongoing joke of ours for a while that Giancarlo Fisichella was making. Um, pizzas and then Yarno truly had the vineyard, right? And he was making wine. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you just go be a pasta chef? You can go hang out with Giancarlo Fisichella and Yarno truly <laughs> and, you know, have a little carb wine heaven for the rest of us. And you can just, you know, make all these delicious things that. I thought you're going to see like owner operator of a sunglass hut kiosk at a mall. <laughs> well, that would be fun too. Be now, fun too. You look a lot like Lewis Hamilton. I get that a lot. I yeah, I bet. I bet you do. I did. Wait I a minute. Did. You are Lewis Hamilton. No, it's <laughs> Sir Lewis Hamilton. That's right. Um, I, I also did have Sim Racer. I thought that would be a good career as well. And, well, uh, that's kind of dovetails with my esports. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I, I yeah. did a good overlap there. I like and, it. Uh, as well as uh, I thought he'd be a good advice columnist. Anything, any life advice? Yeah, it could be. Dear and then Lewis. Gonna... <laughs> right. Um, you know, my roommate uh, won't move out, is no longer paying rent. What should I do? Right? Like any. Yeah, any just problem. dear Lewis, um, I'm getting thrown out of my team uh, for an older driver, and the other seat is the son of the owner. So I'm being kicked out of Formula One. What do you think I ought to do? You're Lewis. So I'm at this team and they told me that I wasn't a number two, but I'm pretty sure I'm the number two and I don't really like it. And every time I try to beat the number one driver, it never seems to work in my favor. Do you have any <laughs> advice for me? Right. Dear not Vitaly Petrov. Where'd that come from? I don't know. Dear Terry Botas. <laughs> Wow. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway. And then I think for my last one was I, I was trying to figure out how to work this angle in here. And then this one I thought was the funniest was he should be the creator of angel babies. Oh, that brought it all the way back. There home. you go. We had to bring the angel babies in there. Somewhere. Oh yeah. I had to go back to Nicole in the angel right. baby era. Yeah. That's right. Never forget the angel there babies. Yeah. So creator of angel one. babies. I like it. Creator of angel babies. I like it. Oh, that's good. Well, there you go. Let us know what you think Lewis ought to do after he retires from driving. Yeah. And uh, if you come up with some good ideas, uh, I would love to hear them. Yeah. Um, let's give away some awards, shall we? Let's do uh, it. The first award is always Post of the Week! So this week, uh, this is the interesting comment about MotoGP. This is what, uh, by Gary said what? Uh, on my uh, editorial I wrote uh, about entertainment versus engineering. And I thought it was a great comic, Gary. It's, he said, I'm in the midst of a long slide in my F1 interest and have been happily getting deeper and deeper into MotoGP, which seems to have the mix just about right. Mm -hmm. Some weekends, the riders make the difference. Some weekends, it's more the tires. Mm -hmm. Some more the bikes. To me, a big difference is minimal aero, and that may be the nub of it. Take away too much arrow, lap times rise, and F1 looks slower than. Well, as you dial the arrow back, you can pick F2, IndyCar, WC, Hypercars. Can't have that. Nope. <laughs> he says, Ahem, cough, cough. Um, meanwhile, he says, MotoGP has another difference, which is the tiny lightweight machine with some 300 horsepower. Biggest problem for them seems to be damping the torque with mapping and clever shifting so they can do so they don't actually do double backflips coming off turns. Right. The raw power is not the killer spec in MotoGP as it is in F1. They have gobs more than, the, than they use most, if not all, of the time 
time. Meanwhile, F1 cars, as big as Grandpa's Cadillac and heavier than they've ever been, seems to me F1 trying to serve a variety of disparate cultural, economic, technical, and legacy interests has itself backed into an especially ugly corner. Perhaps I'll be gone when someone looks back on this as uh, the Malays era. But I, you know, Gary, I I appreciate what you're saying because I think there is a, a lot of truth in that. Yeah. Um, the MotoGP bikes have plenty of power on demand. It's it's trying to harness that power on such a light chassis, right? right. And it, you can clearly lose the tail end, the front end, you know, any end of that bike, right? right. And it's to Grace's point. It's such a visceral experience mm-hmm. that you physically see uh, the weight shifting and the and yeah. the lean angles and everything they're trying to do to keep that horsepower underneath them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so at any moment they've got the horsepower to challenge, to pass, and to do those sort of things. Right. But it is down to the rider, down to the tires, down to the, those things. And um, uh, so it was a great comment. And I agree with you. I do think F1 is trying to be a, a, trying to be a lot of things to a lot of people across a variety of disparate things like cultural, economic, technical, legacy interests and all that. And it has backed them into an ugly corner. And I think that's a very I think it's a fair commentary. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Um, yeah, I think they have to. I mean, as always, you just have to. They have to decide what yeah, they want to be. You do, and then craft the rules around that, right? And yeah. I think, again, I think that MotoGP just had a better handle on that, and I'll also note they have better graphics. So they have none of those like weird ass confusing graphics that formula battle One has. cards and you know 32.7 percent where they have information on four axes at one time and i have to pause it just to go what the hell and like yeah i are both like this close to the screen going yeah. what, what the hell that? i don't even know you know it's weird don't you find how strange it is that the broadcast crew are completely unaware of what the graphics amazon is going to throw up they just show up and 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 crofty's like oh okay well that's a new one well what is that telling us you know well, like, could you not you need lewis a synergy leader yes. uh, to, to get some synergy between the graphics that former one is trying to poop out and how the broadcast team is supposed to unpack it for the viewer because yeah. crofty and martin are kind of like okay well that's a knife graphic whatever the hell that is yeah i think yeah i don't know i mean again i'm i'm newer to sky sport than people who live in england for sure who have been putting up with this for a much longer time but i just feel like when i there are many he makes a lot of mistakes and it's really annoying to me and i and and i know it's not just me because the second he says something somebody on twitter goes either what is he talking about explanation pointer what like what are you talking talking about about? yeah 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 like it's Did you know like, he's a big runner, though? <laughs> I just feel like, I feel like, instead of all your, like, small talk, dude, why don't you, like, study your craft here? But um, maybe I'll just watch, you know, watch Ted Kravitz and learn some stuff. I don't know. I yeah. It just, um, especially because sometimes, I, you know, you, you have other people in your household. Sometimes, like, something's happening, and I'm not looking at the screen when something happens. And now I'm like relying on Crofty. And then later I'm like, that's not what happened at all. So 
I just, I, I, I find that hard. Um, but that's beside the point. I do think that MotoGP does have a lot that Formula One can learn. And I think other series have a lot that um, you should always be learning from each other, right? You should sure. always be seeing how other other motorsports does the same thing you do, right? And um, I think there is things they could learn from Formula One, but I do think MotoGP again, MotoGP's graphics are just so much easier to follow and yeah, um, very simple. Um, and I, you know. They have just one little graphic. Like as everybody crosses the finish line, it's just a little blinking cursor that moves across the groups of people. So you get like, what does what does two seconds mean, right? right like it's this, right, right. and then there goes the next guy, and here comes the next group, and there's the next guy. Like, yeah, right. it's not a rocket science. It's just no, a blinking cursor as people cross the finish line. Yeah. It's not, over. It's Formula One overthinking itself again. Yeah, 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 for sure. So um, right. I think that. Um, I'll try to I'll try to contain my MotoG fandom, but um, <laughs> they've also since 2020 was such a weird year. They've extended our package through for some unknown time. So I'm like, excellent! Now I can just watch oh, all the cool. best races for um, to fill in my weekends, where soon I won't have Formula One racing to watch either. So right, right. it'll give me give me something to do. All right, the next award is Grace's favorite because it is the Sir Lewis Hamilton Fashion Award. Lewis Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton. All right. Before you get into this fashion, award, yeah, I would like to note so that um, people who follow me on Twitter, um, you know, I don't, whatever, I don't know why you would do that, but sure, people do. So I'm very obsessed as well as with Cam Newton's outfits pre pre-football game outfits because they're always also and his post um you know game outfits are always spectacular well um prior to this week's patriots game he was wearing plaid shorts and suspenders and it looked like he stole it from toto wolf's like evening wear from the german grand prix where they all wore the vintage you know uh german outfits it totally looked like that and i was like oh look at you cam newton barring from the toto wolf to nice your pre your pre-game i keep wanting to say pre-race outfits your pre-game outfits but they're always you know (laughs) they're very spectacular always cam newton's outfits never disappoint yeah yeah yeah, yeah so, I almost bought you know a couple things out of the Total Wolf collection at JC Penney, but yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty spectacular. So nice. All yeah. right. Well, this week's fashion award, I'm going to share it. So for those of you uh, who watch our podcast on YouTube, you will be able to see right now what the fashion award goes to. So I spent the night in. Uh, New Mexico, and <laughs> it was chilly, so I picked up this. What do you think? He got this from Flagstaff. Yeah, for sure. Isn't that great? It is good. It's very nice. <laughs> I like the. I like the. Um, what I like about George Russell is the, the like uh, acute awareness of his like selfie game. Like, yes, yes, I'm just posing here. Like, you know, here I am. Right. See, you know. so for Americans, this pattern is what we would call Southwest. For sure. So it's Straight like Arizona, Southwest. New Mexico, very Southwest mm-hmm. uh, Native American designs. Yeah. Uh, it also happens to look like a throw pillow on your grandmother's couch <laughs> in America uh, from early American attic uh, vintage. Yeah. Um, 
So that's what that looks like. Uh, it goes, a little it odd goes, to see a British dude wearing something that would be like a Southwest uh, American it's a, thing. It's but. a pattern that goes the best with a couch covered in plastic. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. No right. doubt about that. That's, yeah, that's the so. perfect match is a nice, like, yeah. you know, brick red. Yes. Yes, Fe, with the plastic covers. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's just perfect. Just really and ties the, the room together. And the front room smells of mothballs. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Been there. Good times. All right. Well, the final award has been renamed the Gunther Steiner Bravado Award. And this is a fun one, I got to tell you, because this week, well, it was interesting. I uh, I happened to see it and I was uh, in the middle of uh, writing an article or I was just uh, starting to write an article and then Joel sent it to me. And um, so uh, I saw it. Um, and I thought, oh, well, if Joel sends it, then it's absolutely Good. bravado. Always. Because, um, you know, we do whatever Joel says. So uh, so anyway, the bravado award goes to Lewis Hamilton for his efforts to sue Hamilton watches to prevent them getting their trademark in Europe for their watches. So he his lawyers tried to prevent them from getting that trademarked in, in Europe. Never mind that Hamilton watches have been around since the late 1800s. Right. Elvis Presley used to wear Hamilton watches. A few I years. have a Hamilton watch. Right. A few years before you were born, Lewis. Just a few years. It's right. a little, it'd be like trying to, trying to prevent someone from, who made a something since the 1800s and it's like Smith. And right. your last name is Smith trying to prevent them to do that. As right. if there was any confusion around the brand that right. is Lewis Hamilton versus the brand that is a watch. On top of the fact that it's a watch, right? Like, that's yeah. pretty fancy, you know, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, oh, are you related to the Hamilton watch family? Uh, yes. Like, I had a friend whose last name is Kohler who make like, I mean, yeah, she wasn't the, the related to the, and stuff. right. So yeah. she's not related to those Kohlers, but people would ask her that all the time. And she'd go, right. You think I'd be here if I was related to the faucet <laughs> Kohlers, right? Like, no, right. right. That's a fair point. And so, right. Uh, same thing. It's for like me. having the last name Colgate. Yeah. Right. Would I be, would um, I be here if that was true? No. Yeah. See, right. So don't yeah. ask me that question. Yeah, We're not right. related. So anyway. Um, but yeah. That's my bonus. I, uh, I like the bravado there trying to sue. And, and, this dra- this dragged out for three years. Yeah, it's a, I think that's the most the most shocking point. It wasn't. It took a long time. That's yeah. why again, watch salesman. He'd be pretty good at it. He would be good at it. All right. He just wouldn't talk about that case over there. Like, no, no, no. He doesn't no, like so. like what's over there. Ah, he doesn't like to talk about what's mm-hmm. over there. I doubt we'll ever see Lewis wear a Hamilton watch. No, but if I was Hamilton watch, I'd send him one. I would too. I'd send him a nice gift. I'd send everybody in his family one. I'd send I his too. mother one, his dad Along one. with a Harry and David fruit basket. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do that too. Which is why I shouldn't be in charge of things. <laughs> Thanks, <like that>. stupid. <laughs> yeah. No All hard right. feelings. Here's yeah, no one. hard feelings. You know, welcome to the Hamilton family. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's do some mailbag. You've got mail. All right. Neil asks... He says, good afternoon, and thanks for such a great show. Well, thank you, Neil. Thanks, thank Dan. you uh, for the kind words. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think McLaren have not been scoring as well in the second part of the season as they are focusing on 2021 and integrating the new Merck power unit rather than developing the 2020 car? He said, many thanks, Neil, in Surrey, UK, uh-huh. not that far from Kent. That's right. That small village hey. of Kent. 
Surrey Neil, sorry, that's uh, the home of one of my favorite music retailers, Anderton's, with Lee Anderton and the entire crew over there in Guildford. And I really, I, I really do like Lee and have lots of respect for what he's been able to create um, uh, for Anderson's uh, music and uh, all the success that he's had right there uh, from Surrey and not Kent. Uh, not those jerks. Not Kent, where the White Cliffs of Dover, mind you, send a warning to anyone who dare invade Kent. Yes, Grace, you can picture it now, can't you? You can picture Paul now sitting in a quaint diner in Dover, wearing too much four aftershave, wearing his gloves suede loafers made from Corfan, and drinking a pint of gold tankard. Oh, it just warms the heart, doesn't it? It's all very Kentian of Paul. Yes. I like it. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, yes, Neil, in answer to your query, I think you're spot on. And oh, I think... What? The notes, the notes don't contain your answer, which is what I enjoyed. Like that, you went give oh, yeah. all this lovely information. There's no answer. Like, are we going to answer Neil's question? I don't know. Maybe we'll just talk about. <laughs> well, I'm answering Neil's qu question. Yes. I'm giving him lots of Kentian things to think about. I I, I agree with you. I think yes. Um, Neil, so yes, right. I agree with you, Neil. I think yeah, that is happening. Right. I think it was. I think they came out of the box with a better car this year. And I yeah. think they've developed it to a point, but you remember that McLaren were struggling with financing in the early days of COVID yeah. and they were going out and trying to sell right. you know, a lot of their company off. The drivers and, took pay cuts. Yeah. yeah and every, you know, so I think they ran into real development resource mm -hmm. issues. Um, I think as most of the teams would, I don't know how much real hardcore development's been happening outside of Mercedes, Ferrari and Red Bull. Um, I think Renault's done some, but I doubt you see any of those fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh place in the championship, those teams spending huge on development in 2020. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of where McLaren is. Now, the, here's the hope, though, Neil. I think given what they learned on this year's chassis and knowing that next year's uh, regulations aren't changing, that pretty much is everything's frozen, I'm hoping that they come back out and hit the ground with a new chassis pretty much next year that's even better um that mm -hmm. you know will will get them even farther up with that mercedes mm -hmm. engine in the back and I'm, I'm hoping that that gets them right up if not ahead of racing point yeah. aston martin at the time but um anyway great question neil but i do think that's right and uh if you make it to guilford and you go into anderson find lee anderton and tell him we said hello so there you yeah. go yeah so i think uh i'm just adding on uh, yeah, I think so. They've got to make sure that they spend their tokens wisely, right? Because that's it. So um, it makes sense. And I think, I mean, it's it's what a lot of teams do, right? They get to some point where they go, ah, oh, this year's kind of, it is what it is, and we'll start working on next year. Or if they're a big enough team they have, they're able to work yeah, right. both cars in tandem like that. But um, I think that makes sense. They, they really have to kind of put a lot into 2021 to make sure that's successful um, for their drivers. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. We'll go with that. All right. And Neil, I don't think you're that far from Woking, are you? In Surrey, you, you're not that far from Woking. It's pretty close, I think. I don't know. In comparison to the United States, are yeah, they I say that. right? Yeah, he could be thinking, okay, wait a minute. I'm in Surrey, and Woking is like, you know, an hour this way. I mean, it's a long ways away, and we're thinking an hour. That's my commute to work. Right. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> like, I mean, like, 
I'm sure I only have so many stories. I'm sure I've certainly told this story before, but when I was in college, I took German and our German teacher couldn't believe that, you know, so I, I went to school at Penn State, which is sort of kind of in the middle of the state of Pennsylvania. And it's like a two and a half, three hour drive home to Pittsburgh from there and to outside of Pittsburgh where I'm from. And so it was just, he just, we were talking in German about what we were doing for Thanksgiving and, and he just broke out of German and went, you're driving how far to go home? He's like, I'd be in three different countries if I drove four hours to get home, right? right? right. Like just the idea that, you know, his country's just not as big as all of our country. So um, I don't know. England isn't everything near everything. It's Yeah. Not, to me, everything in England, if it's within a four-hour drive I mean, or a six-hour, eight-hour drive, I mean, it's close. Right, know? right. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm sure he's close to Woking because – it's all that, you know, that's right. It's a drive yeah, last, to college. Last weekend, I just drove, uh, let's see, it was uh, eight hours, yeah, down to Kentucky and back. So, oh, where yeah. were you in Kentucky? Uh, it was down in Murray, Kentucky, oh, West yeah. West Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. So, yep, drove down, drove back, all in one day, no big deal. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> eight hours in the car, whatever. Cool. But it's, I like to drive, though. So, I do. That's still a lot, though, man. Yeah. yeah, not so much for me. It doesn't bother me that much. I enjoy it. I don't so, even. So Neil, to drive if anymore. if I could ever afford Neil to go to the UK and really get steeped into my Anglophile self, I'd have to go down to Guildford, mm -hmm. and then you know I could drive Neil because I'm used to driving eight hours. We could. You'll drive into the north. ocean. If you drive eight hours, but we could go over to Cornwall, right? <laughs> right. And then go back all the way back over to the other side of the island to Kent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd be right. welcomed like a hero in Kent. They'd be saying, thank you for bringing all the tourists to Kent. <laughs> Sir Todd. Thank That's you. Right. So much. Todd, yes. That's right. Sir Todd. That's right. Excellent. All right. Let's bail out of the podcast, shall right. we? That Let's does do it, it for this show. Be sure to go to the website, theparkformay.com. Share your opinion on the editorial. Share your opinion on what you think Lewis Hamilton ought to do post-racing career. And share your opinion on whatever you want to share your opinion on in the comment section of this podcast. If you like to watch things, you can go over to YouTube. All of our podcasts are being recorded on Zoom, and I'm just posting them in raw form on YouTube. I'm not doing fancy editing. I love to watch things how do ain't, you know <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody got time for that i'm, I'm not doing i'm just taking a raw recording putting it up yeah. there for your visualization pleasure if you are a visual person who likes to see body language and all our crazy hand waving so that's all on our youtube channel you can check that out yeah. um, a huge thank you to our patreon supporters because quite honestly we couldn't and wouldn't do it without you i know a few of you are having to bail and a few of you are reducing your support and i know it's tough times and i really appreciate those uh that are still hanging in there with us uh it mm -hmm. means the world to us because we, we couldn't do this without you um and wouldn't couldn't afford to do it without you so thanks so much for your help on that front um big shout out to uh, skip and all the folks over at kingsbridge bcp yep. thanks for making this possible yourself and uh skip Man, just a few races left. I don't know if I, I – I'm almost out of gas. I don't know if I, I can make a run at you here in the last uh, races, but it looks like it's down to you and I. I think we've left Paul in the dust. Yeah. Unless he has some big comeback, we'll see. But You know, uh, but Paul's always the guy that's like, I picked, hmm, you know, uh, 
Giovinazzi to win the race, and somehow yeah. that happens, right? Like that's totally yeah. this yeah. place random. Like, well, I picked Kevin Magnuson because yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. <sighs> so anyway, all right. So if you like the podcast, go over to iTunes, give us a good rating, show us a little love over there. And until next week, when we come back to do it all over again, this is Todd, aka Negative Camera, saying so long, Grace. See you in a couple weeks. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. I don't feel I've got to prove at all. I, I don't think I, I don't really want to prove anything. I started as an amateur not, uh, with no idea or no intention of uh, becoming world champion. It was I was curious to find out um, what it was like to drive a car fast, to drive on a certain circuit, to drive a certain type of car. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.